0: Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kelsey Newman and Sarah Casorso from the Buffalo Buttes. First up is Kelsey Newman. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kelsey Newman from the Buffalo Buttes. Kelsey thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. It's the first weekend of the NWHL season coming up and um just removed from the holidays and before we get going any further I just want to wish you a very happy new year and ask you how your holiday season went
1: it was good I got to spend it in North Carolina with my mom and dad so had a lot of
0: fun Is the weather a bit better down there than what it is up in uh, Buffalo
1: uh no they actually just got snow this last week pretty much the same it's just a little colder in Buffalo
0: My mother-in-law is from upstate New York, so I've heard all about the stories of what that kind of weather brings, but um, over here in the UK, you don't really get much snow, so I'm quite a way removed from that. No,
1: but you guys get a lot of rain,
0: don't you? Yeah, we do get a lot of rain, so it's whether or not you prefer rain or snow, really. So let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up, and when did you first start playing hockey?
1: Um... I grew up actually all over the US. My I was fortunate enough to have parents that moved so my brother and I could play at the highest level of competition when we were younger. Um, I started playing organized hockey in San Antonio, Texas.
0: Did you kind of find that difficult though, moving around quite a lot?
1: Um. Yes and no. It was nice because it brought our family a lot closer together and we really... Uh, kind of leaned on each other when we were going through harder times with moves and having to leave friends. But overall, it was it was nice to be able to experience new places and meet a lot of people. So I know now when I travel, if I were to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast, I would have a place to stay, probably in every state almost. so
0: there been any states you haven't been to?
1: There's a few. There's not many, but <laughs> there's a few states.
0: When did you decide that being a goalie was for you?
1: I was seven years old, and it was kind of a fluke, actually. Um, I have a brother who's two years older, and he was actually going to goalie camp for a week. And I think it was the week before I told my mom I didn't want to watch him at goalie camp. I wanted to try. So we put the pads on the following week at camp, and then I never turned back.
0: Was there any players you idolized growing up
1: well, besides, like, obviously my brother or my dad, uh, Vladislav Chetiak, who was actually my goalie coach when I was younger, wow. was someone that I really looked up to, as well as Cujo.
0: Yeah, Curtis Joseph, phenomenal netminder, and you, you could run out of superlatives for uh, Tretiak. Right. Uh, Paul Harbridge asks, what's your fondest memory of playing hockey on an outdoor rink slash pond?
1: Well, I guess probably when I was in prep school and every our rink at Naha was basically outdoors. but um, So the, we always had freezing cold practices, but every once in a while we actually would go and skate out on a pond and stuff. So just getting to do that with all of my friends in high school was probably the
0: best memory. What were some of your favorite hockey memories prior to joining the NWHL?
1: Before the NWHL, probably any of the experiences at Naha because I was there for three years and you build a really close bond with your teammates. And We won a lot. Uh, And then also with my women's team that I used to play with in North Carolina.
0: Excellent. And Jose Cuavez from Twitter asks, can you tell us about your masks and pads, both past and present?
1: Um, I'll talk a little bit about my current setup. So my helmet... Well, my pads and my helmet all have like a lot of meaning to me. Mm -hmm. I'm really big on quotes. So on the inner part of my pads, um, I have on the left side, close to my heart, is the quote that my dad always tells me before every game. It's pull your head out of your butt, so to speak. (laughs) Um, And then I actually have a Cujo quote on the inside of the right pad. It says, just relax play the game when the game is played and control what you can control. And then there's a minion on either side of my, uh, leg pads. One is for the Buttes battalion. So it's a little hockey guy and the other, my brother's in the army. So it's a little military minion. And then, uh, on my glove, I have another quote that's uh, from a song that was one of my friends who passed away. It was his favorite song. It's, uh, this is your life. Are you who you want to be? And then there's another quote. There's multiple quotes on my blocker. I'm not going to read all of those. <laughs> um, and then the helmet, it's, it's nice. Cause I had a local guy do it and he actually helped me come up with the idea of doing like a Buffalo cityscape on the background with the snow falling at the top.
0: Excellent. I'm always fascinated by goalie helmets and looking at different ones across not only the NHL, NWHL, but all over the world. And there are some amazing helmets that have been designed for various netminders across the world.
1: Yeah, the, I think that's one of the best things about being a goalie is getting to design our own gear. It makes us a little more unique than we already are. <laughs>
0: Let's talk McLevman stunts. Just in case anyone doesn't know about this, please let the listeners know how this all started.
1: (laughs) Um, It's funny you should say that because love is sitting right here. Um, It started because when she got her new pads last year, she took a picture in full gear walking her dog, Jackson. And so her first practice, she came uh, to the rink and we were talking about it. And then from there, we kind of, decided that we were gonna see if we could continue to make people laugh and and our main goal as she just reminded me is to get on the Ellen show (laughs) (laughs) but we really just wanted to bring more attention to the league and to the Buttes in general so we sat around the apartment one day and just came up with a list of ideas that we could do for last year.
0: What's your favorite stunt so far?
1: Oh that's tough we've done a lot of really fun ones. I really like last year when we went to the mall for Christmas and we were handing out Dunkin' gift cards and other stuff that we had purchased to the strangers at the mall. Another good one.
0: Brian K asks, were there any McLevman stunts where strangers would not cooperate, either being part of the stun or owning the property?
1: Lev just informed me she got kicked out of Target. Um, I have not had any issues so far with any of the McLevman sons, but I guess she has.
0: Excellent. And finally, on the McLevman front, Viz Nation asks, what is one place you've yet to wear your goalie gear to that's on that list?
1: Um, the Ellen Show.
0: So you've got to make that happen now because it, it seems to be one of your high priorities.
1: It, it's definitely the top of the list. I know Lev wants to go horseback riding, so I'm trying to set that up with some of the kids that I coach. <laughs>
0: That's going to be fantastic. Okay, moving away from McLevin for a moment. Dan Rice asks, favorite memory from the night-long celebration that ensued after winning the Isabel Cup?
1: I don't really don't really know. There's a lot of memories, for sure.
0: I mean, it's just an incredible experience, isn't it? Winning the Cup and yeah. having the opportunity to celebrate.
1: Just getting to celebrate with everyone on the nice long bus ride back to Buffalo.
0: <laughs> This weekend, you're at home to the Pride. What are your thoughts on that game?
1: I think it will be a good game coming off of a two-week break. We have practice later today, so hoping that we get the lines going and everything like that, but I'm really hoping for a win.
0: Let's finish with a couple of final questions from Twitter. Sydney asks, favourite thing to do in Buffalo when you have some free time?
1: Um, it's probably when I'm coaching.
0: And your favourite book?
1: My favorite book, hockey-related, would be The Power Within by Mike Valley and Justin Goldman or uh, The Last Lecture.
0: I'd love to thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to wish you and the team all the best in 2018. And obviously, a special guest appearance there from Lev as well.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs) And have a good New Year.
0: Great stuff from Kelsey. Now time for Sarah Casorso. Delighted to welcome Sarah Casorso from the Buffalo Buttes to the podcast. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today. How's it going? Very good. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. We're just back from the holiday season break. So I'd like to wish you a happy new year. And how was your holiday season?
2: Thank you very much. Uh, It was good. It was very busy. I uh, got a chance to stop over in Edmonton to see my sister and her kids, and then I stopped over in Kelowna, out in BC, and then uh, my parents and my brother and I went to Maui, so it was definitely a, a busy one.
0: So you escaped the cold weather then?
2: I did, it was magnificent. Now I think I'm in shock entering <laughs> this minus 20 up in Toronto.
0: Yeah, it's certainly not nice at the moment in various parts of Canada and the eastern seaboard in the United States. And of course, when it's cold, I always think of hockey, and I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to get back out on the ice.
2: I am, yeah. I'm super excited for our matchup tomorrow against Boston and uh, getting the second half going.
0: Absolutely. So let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey?
2: Uh, so I grew up in Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, I started playing, I started skating when I was about two from almost the time I could walk. Um, and I started playing hockey with the boys when I was five. I then uh, played with the boys for, I think, six years. I switched over to girls uh, in Pee Wee. So that's around age 11. Um, but uh, yeah, my dad uh, my dad built an outdoor rink every year. So I... Did a lot of skating, and that kind of ended up being uh, one of my biggest facets as a player, I would say, to my skating ability.
0: Excellent. And Sydney asked, what player was your biggest role model growing up?
2: Hmm, my dad uh, My dad often got me to watch videos of Bobby Orr. So I think that was, uh, he wasn't still playing when I was a kid, but uh, he was definitely a person I looked to to kind of develop
0: my style as a player. One of the great defensemen of all time, Bobby Orr. Yeah. Paul Harbridge asks, "What's your fondest memory of playing hockey on an outdoor rink or pond?" And obviously, you just touched on it a little bit there.
2: Yeah. So, oh, there's there's a lot. Um, I'd probably say uh, just the late nights uh, on an outdoor rink. I I used to kind of go out by myself. My my brother stayed a lot too, but I would go out late at night and I would just skate cones. I just loved skating and turning and and every so often my brother and I would just play pass for for hours at night it was so calm and so still um so yeah it's not it doesn't sound crazy but uh that's definitely what I think of when I think of outdoor hockey
0: you went to University of British Columbia what do you remember most about your time there
2: Oh, boy. Well, endless, endless memories. Uh, So many friends, great teammates, great coaches. Uh, I think the highlight of uh, my university career, though, was uh, after our second season, my second season there, we were uh, dead last in the country in the entire league. We only won one game. And the following season, we got a new coach and some good recruits. And we ended up uh winning the Canada West Conference and going to nationals for the first time ever. So it was uh they're calling it, they called it the biggest turnaround ever, uh, for any team, male or female, any sport. It was like a Cinderella story season and just so so much fun to go to the rink every day.
0: Yeah, it's not something that happens all that often in professional sports. A team goes from last to first, but it is special when it happens. Yes, definitely. Yeah. During this time, you also mm-hmm. represented Canada at the World University Ad in Spain. How proud of that are you, and any particular fond memories of that tournament?
2: Um, yeah, that was incredible. I mean, uh, a goal of mine growing up was always to wear that maple leaf on my chest, and that was definitely uh, was actually my one and only moment of doing that. But it was super special. My I had uh, my parents there, my grandparents there, uh, and it's uh, it was pretty cool. It's kind of set up like a, a little Olympics. You got you know multiple dozens of countries there and uh around a dozen different winter sports with the big opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies so that was super cool that was kind of the probably the closest taste of the olympics i was ever going to get so it was a pretty pretty neat experience
0: for sure i suppose a little bit disappointing to lose in the gold medal game to russia
2: yeah they were they were very good though big strong team very fast um so i mean i can't can't uh hang my head about that one. They they definitely uh, played a good game.
0: After university, you played in Austria for the Vienna Sabres. What stands out from your time there?
2: Um, honestly, that one was probably the travel. Uh, it's, it's such a different uh, culture over there. Uh, definitely a different style of play from, uh, I mean, anything from the praxis, to the games to uh, the team culture and the dressing room on the ice was just... Uh, a completely different experience from what we have out here in North America. It's uh, a little bit less developed over there. Um, so that was a, a pretty cool role being able to go in there and kind of uh, help, help develop those younger players uh, to, to get them up to, I guess you call it a North American uh, standard ish. So yeah, yeah, I'd say the,
0: that for sure. Having been there myself, it's a beautiful part of the world.
2: Oh, so beautiful, yeah. There's uh I mean we're close to the Alps too, so big mountain ranges and just very uh very open. The cities are dense, so there's a lot of country land out there. It's
0: very serene. What was your favorite arena you played in whilst you were out in that league?
2: Um favorite arena. I honestly, in this moment, I can't remember too many. I just remember that my first away game, we went to Bratislava, which is in uh, Slovakia. And we were so late for the game. We arrived like 15 minutes before puck drop. And uh, we walked into this rink and it looked like it was out of like World War II or something. It was just <laughs> like this brick building. The ice was so foggy, you could barely see the puck. Um, and it was freezing, freezing cold, Uh that just sticks out in my mind as a kind of a funny, funny moment um, and also a very eye-opening uh, experience to the uh, the luxuries we have in, in North America in terms of ice rink.
0: After playing in Austria, you made your way back to North America and, and started to play for the Buffalo Buttes. How did that come about?
2: Um, well, I had known I had wanted to play in the league before I even went to Europe, um, but I had signed my contract before the end of ritual was even announced. So I honoured that contract and went to Europe first and then came back knowing that I wanted to play in the league. So I had reached out to my university coach who had a lot of contacts and I reached out to uh, the league and the, and the coaches who were holding the combine uh, in Buffalo and uh, ended up uh, just flying out to that combine, got my contract on the first day actually. Um, and yeah, just went from there.
0: What went through your mind when the game finished in the Isabel Cup final and you realized what you and your team had achieved?
2: Uh, it was, it was just so surreal. I couldn't believe it was happening. I don't think anybody could believe it was happening. Um, I, I think if we, if we played that game, um, Hundred times we might have only won once that, that we were playing a really, really good team with a lot of Olympians on it. So, um, yeah, I think, I think just shock
0: mostly. Dan Rice asks, favorite memory from the night long celebration that ensued after winning the cup?
2: <laughs> well, we hopped right on the bus and drove home, so there's not too many crazy stories. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we did, uh, we did end up uh, stopping at Walmart because we didn't have any more uh, adult beverages. So uh, the co- coaches actually told us to stay on the bus, uh, but we didn't feel like it. So we busted the door open and went inside with a speaker playing Avril Lavigne and, uh, and made a little bit of a ruckus.
0: How have you found this season compared to last season from a personal standpoint?
2: Um, it, it's a bit different uh, because you don't have those uh, – olympic girls uh in the league right now uh it seems like the teams are there's not such a differential now uh from say boston you know throughout the rest of the league the league the teams seem a bit more more even uh skilled and um and evenly managed so uh i mean we have a, a pretty fresh team a lot of new girls but um it's great I think uh, I don't think the skill level has has suffered at all uh, I think it's just more even and it's just it's still really really good hockey fast paced hockey
0: The hockey so far this season for anyone who's watched it has found it to be an incredible standard and some really exciting games despite you know Riveters obviously being out in front at the moment I think all games have been very interesting watching one way or another
2: Yeah yeah I think so too
0: um, Do you have any game day rituals? Uh
2: um, you know, I used to, sort of. Uh, I don't have as much anymore. I'm kind of letting go of that superstition before the game. But, I mean, obviously, uh, the broad spectrum is still the same. You get to the rink a couple hours before, get change into your warm-up gear, tape a stick, play a little bit of soccer, and then uh, warm up, get underway. But I, I don't have any kind of, like, tiny weird little superstitious things i do anymore i wouldn't say like i don't i don't dress my right side of my body before my left or anything like that
0: have any of your teammates given you a nickname
2: um hmm. not really last year uh they used to call me sarah it was it was more of a a joke on the boston girls who couldn't quite say sarah <laughs> so uh it's kind of the running joke for a while, but other than that, uh, I'm just Sarah. The other two Sarahs on my team are Eddie and Bush, uh, so we don't get confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's close out with some final Twitter questions. Sydney asks, favourite thing to do in Buffalo when you have some free time?
2: Oh boy, uh, I would say go check out some craft breweries. They've, they've got a lot of good ones there, and uh, I'm a brewer, so that's obviously one of my favourite hobbies.
0: And what's your favourite book?
2: I'm an English literature major, so I have a, a lot of favorite books. But uh, I'd say one of my all-time favorites is called Pillars of the Earth. Uh, it's a pretty massive novel. It's just over a thousand pages. But if anyone out there is looking for a good, good historical read on cathedrals, essentially, uh, it's a, it's an awesome story with with a lot of uh, different storylines that come together.
0: There you go. There's a book recommendation from Sarah. And Sarah, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to wish you and the team all the best in 2018.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: Excellent stuff from Sarah. And that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank Kelsey and Sarah for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details have been in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.